Hello? 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 Okay, perfect. This sounds great. Oh, it's lit. <laughs> Hold on one second. No okay. problem. Leanna, we've been talking so long. Know, How are you? It's crazy. <laughs> Bro, my um my ring light came in. It's so official. You should see it. It comes with like a case and everything. Okay. Show me after. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. So uh yeah, this is good. I got the I got the, the duo here, both of you guys <laughs> at once. This is awesome. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good, good, good. Uh awesome. So let's see. Where do you guys want to jump started? Because I was listening to your your last podcast and just picking up on some of the trends that you guys have been doing throughout your series. Now, I know you guys are huge on mindset and especially creating a wealth mentality. How would a person go from zero to to that type of mindset in, let's say, like a three-month period? That's fast, Mm -hmm. I know, but, you know. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, speaking from someone who actually did it, it... It does. It doesn't happen overnight, but it really, it really does. Like, I, I'm trying to find the words. You know, you just have to. You have to want it. You have to be determined in order to, to just really like just sit there. I remember when we discussed um, creating the project. I had to sit in my bed, and I was like, you know, Liana, you want this. Like, you want to change your mind because if your mind is not right, like doing the actions won't really benefit you. Because you'll just be doing the actions to go through the motions to actually get your mind right. It'll it'll all benefit you in the end. So it does take a long time, but it is possible in the span of three months. Um, you just have to like in our video, we have to you have to save. You have to realize what you want, what you you have to set goals in your life. Jaron taught me something called um, sprints, and they're like little goals that you set for yourself each day, just to mm-hmm. make sure that you're getting what you need to get done. Okay. That's nice. That's nice. Um, did you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, and no, I think she summed it up pretty well. I think, you know, in a three-month span, like, it seems short, but it's like Liam said, it's doable. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as in the mindset video, um, we talked about breaking it down into small habits that, like, build off each other. And so, like, we I actually kind of structured our videos in that order. We talked about financial freedom first, because first you need to know, you have to define for yourself what financial freedom is mm-hmm. to you. Because you can't, like, there's no point in saving if you, oh, you can't justify saving if you don't know why. Mm-hmm. You're saving, exactly. Right? So, so that's why we did financial freedom first. And then we said, we did the savings video to, so that, okay, after you, to show that after you define your financial freedom, the first thing is to have money, right? So you save. And we talked about saving. And then talked about invest. And you like, it kind of builds off that just to show that, you know, it's a step-by-step process. You figure out what your goal is because you have to have something in mind while you're doing these actions. Like Leanna said, you can't just be doing things to go through the motions because then you, then you have no motivation mm-hmm. to do them, right? It's easy to stop doing something, you know, after a couple of weeks because you can't think of like some end goal that'll motivate you to not slack off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think, think a big like thing also with changing your mindset points. is just not not expecting results right away. Because if you yeah, save fifty dollars like today, you can't expect like three hundred dollars to be automatically in your bank account. It just it's not logical. 
Like you have to give yourself right. time. You have to have the patience in order to build towards that goal. Okay. So do you guys um, recommend any books? Is Did you use any oh. books or certain like <laughs> audios? You know what I mean? Like, did yeah, that yeah. set the foundation or was it just like, okay, I'm going to read a few articles here and there. I'm going to talk to people face to face. How'd you go about structuring that? Cause you guys do have really good structure when it comes to setting up your series and, and the layout and the mm-hmm. format of it. How did you go about setting that up? And, and um, as far as, cause there's a lot of people who aren't self starters. Now you guys mm-hmm. have a reason for right. doing this and, and that, the you know, your YouTube series and, and things like that make it, it gives you that push. It gives you that, that ability to sprint. Now, for people right. who don't, or people who are just going to be working a nine to five, but they want to perform at their best, like they want to you know, be at that optimal level, what books or what, what could you like refer them to to kind of give them that push? Um, I think, so I, I kind of, I think I went through more resources than Leanna did because I kind of, gave her like the best yeah. of the best after I tried mm-hmm. and failed. Um, but like I went ham on YouTube. <laughs> like YouTube is just the amazing, just an amazing resource. But I mean, if we're talking about the best, um, oh, like there's a, there's a website called the penny hoarder.com okay. and they have some great mm-hmm. articles about saving. I mean, the, the title speaks yeah. for itself, but they, they talk a lot about how you can make money at home, how to, you know, get rid of debt really quickly. Um, and it's from real, like real life stories. So you can even reach out to the person if you want um, and see what they did. But in terms of maybe a book, um, one of the w- ones that I recommend to Leanna and she also read is this book that um, a guy named Ash Cass wrote, which was oh. based <laughs> on uh, Jay-Z's album, 444. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like broke down all the lyrics and said, okay, this is how you can take, this is, this is really what Jay-Z was saying and how, and gave you like a step-by-step and like how to implement that in your life and I think it was really good because it, it was like for the culture mm-hmm. and like not even in the cliche sense like it was literally addressing things for um the my things that the my, minority community mm-hmm. deals with and habits that are prevalent in our community so it was really good for that um from that perspective but like if you have the time to like try to um to like you know go go through a bunch of videos and kind of see which one's the best which ones are the best i definitely would recommend mm-hmm. youtube yeah i i think the 444 book was actually the one that actually like set me over the edge okay. you know mm. it just it really gave it gave me that the, just the passion behind what we're doing because just mm. reading what you know, there's so much out there that people don't realize like there are so many lines in that book i want to i obviously have to quote one but this one changed me forever and it's the fact that you know, he says in the book that Jewish people view black people as liquid money. And that stuck with me. I don't know why, but it just stuck with me for so long because we are we love to spend. We love to spend. But and we were taught to spend, mm-hmm. but no one ever mm-hmm. truly sits down with us and sits and tells us, like, this is how you save. This is how you plan for your future, because we yeah. were taught that when you work for what you want, you can live the life you want. And you can spend how much you want. But. People and it, you can still live the life you want, but you can also have this like financial, you know, uh, literacy that behind all your spending, you don't have to spend all of it in one place. And I think that book really highlights that. And then it breaks down um, what you'll need in the future. It even tells you how to buy your first home, how to start your first business. Yeah. Like it's very that one 
was very like one of the best that I that I read. Mm-hmm. And then um, for YouTube structure, I feel like you know we really just like he said, YouTube you just gotta binge watch like a whole bunch of YouTube channels and just figure out like how you want your channel to come off. Like we wanted our channel to be very relatable, to be easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Nothing out of the not nothing like like super uh, extravagant words. We right. don't use those. We want everyone everyone who listens to be able to take something away from it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I definitely do get that from, um, you know, the content you guys release. Now, you guys touched on two topics. And I heard you uh, mention this in your previous video. You guys were talking about, it was about saving. And then you were talking about how sometimes people just look at a trend and they buy something just because everybody's doing it. And they don't really (laughs) know. And, uh, you know, if they really like it or not, they don't have that self-awareness. But you also mm-hmm. mentioned about how how people spend so much in the minority community. Now, with both of those combining, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trends and and a lot of spending in our community, how do you think or how should we go about, especially in the minority community, redirecting that buying power and and using that right. to benefit our community. What do you think are the steps that we should be making, especially at this generation, um, you know, as millennials coming up, we have such a, you know, such a great opportunity with the growth of the internet and, and just being connected mm-hmm. worldwide. How can we really take advantage to kind of even out the scales to, to balance it almost? Mm-hmm. Um. Will you have anything? I, I kind of have a few points. I just, I think the number one thing is, for me, is that support Black businesses, support mm-hmm. your community. You have to give back to your community. And a lot of people don't want to support the people that they grew up around, but they don't realize that that's not grew up around, but like a lot of people will put money into other people's hands. When, when you put money into your own people's hands, it'll come back mm-hmm. to you. So that's one thing mm. I always want to stress. But, Jerron, you can take it away because I know this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, because I actually came across this article the other day on LinkedIn. Um, so there's this guy who started this thing called the uh, Greenhouse, uh, the Treehouse Project, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and basically, b- b- under the Obama administration, there was something signed that ab- uh, effectively allowed um, people with net worths under a million dollars to be able to invest in private companies. So, like, imagine, like, investing in Snapchat before it went public, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? And so what he did, what he's trying to do is, like, start this firm that middle-class people like, um, like, we can, like us can invest, that can allow us to invest in, you know, like a, a, a restaurant from down the block mm-hmm. or um, a clothing line or a real estate investment company or things like that. And like his, his goal is to really just get this circulation of, of funding within the black community so that we're supporting each other because he, he pulled out a stat that said like 1% of um, venture capital funding went to black uh, entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. (laughs) Um, So like, that's one thing. And the other thing I think though, is that we, as a community, we also need to be uh, more educated because Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, like, Leanne, in Baldwin, like, how many barbershops are there? How many um, beauty salons are there? Like, we don't need more of those. Like, obviously, you want to support those, but I think we need to be starting tech companies, and we need to be starting banks, mm-hmm. and, you know, bigger things than um, a clothing line or a barbershop. And, like, those are fine, because that's, what, that's where we are right now. But I think that in order for us to take it to the next level, 
um, we need to start, you know, not real companies, but different companies yeah. and like expand the um the the like the the field mm-hmm. of these companies because like it's you know i can only support i can only buy so many shirts exactly from my friends and i can only do so my I hair so many times and like why not? exactly yeah so i think like p- companies like um the one that this guy's starting i forgot his name i think it's rashawn or something but like companies like that that allow us um to take part in like these very lucrative investments but also get funding to you know our black entrepreneurs like they're just not getting funding and so I think it's coming. Like, we're, we're going to get there. But it's like, it, it takes initiatives like that and people like that who are confident in their ability to bring something new to the market. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's not only a fact that there's a scarcity in funding, but is there also a scarcity in, in uh, just different fields? It seems like, that um, minorities attract to a certain field and they don't expand uh, and go into different markets. Is that, mm-hmm. is that kind mm-hmm. of what you're, because that's what it seems like. And I'm, I'm noticing that too, is that you don't see a lot of black owned banks. I, there's, I, I know I yeah. did research on it one time, but I know the statistics are very low. I think it's like right. 10 billion that black owned banks own or something like that. It's something very mm-hmm. minimal, very like shockingly yeah. small. So with that, with the black owned banks, and I don't know how you guys are familiar with like Bitcoin and blockchain and that type of currency, which Mm -hmm. is going to really disrupt the market, obviously not anytime soon, but should the minority community, in your opinion, just because I know you guys are doing research on this stuff, should we be focused more on continuing to develop our influence? Because we do have a just as far as celebrity status and just influencing, uh, like influencing on social media, play a huge part, almost really fundamental in this the what's what's pop culture in developing that. Should the the, the minority community go all in on that and really try to capitalize on that and you know monetize as much as possible to support different, um, you know, like different startups like tech startups and Mm -hmm. fund different entrepreneurs like that because i i was even looking at nipsey hustle and he had an interview oh yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. he had had an interview with uh gary v and he was talking about how he found this young tech guy he was at starbucks and and he you know he was a young black kid and he had a scholarship to go to mit but he didn't want to go to mit he wanted to kind of develop his craft and then you see a, a celebrity like that who teamed up with him and they have like an augmented, they have an AR store in Cali and they're, mm-hmm. they're venturing out like that. Should that be the gateway in or should we still rely on, you think like big, you know, big, you know, venture capitalists or, or whoever mm-hmm. to supply, um, you know, to, to supply the, the income, but they would also, mm-hmm. they would have ownership as well or should, yeah we from an influencer standpoint kind of create that traction with the people and then circulate that money to the startups. Liam, do you have Not at the moment. I'm still thinking. Um, yeah, this is yeah, a good question. <laughs> I'll try to think of how to say it. Uh, I think, okay, to take apart, take part from what you're saying, there's mm-hmm. a small uh, tidbit. You mentioned that, um, that, you know, a lot of celebrity statuses influence people below. And I think that 
that also um, plays a factor into what you mentioned before about the buying power and Mm -hmm. just how we're so influenced by what we want to buy. So we see a lot of people like uh, celebrities and that's who we look up to. We wanted the minority community really loves to just be like, we want to be famous. We want to have all the, all the great things, the Gucci, the all everything that the, our celebrities Mm -hmm. that the celebrities see the sorry, that celebrity. That's what we look up to when we Mm -hmm. see our, such as like Jay-Z and then we see that he has Gucci sides and he has big chains and stuff like that we want that as well because we want to also show that maybe like we can make it too or that we have succeeded so mm-hmm. I think celebrities do have more they they know they have an impact on the community but they don't realize how much they have an impact on the community and it it kind of gives us a downfall because now those celebrities are our role models instead of those like those black engineers and those those tech companies that are or the um startup companies that are are like all minorities those aren't the role models role models anymore because they aren't flaunting their money as celebrities do mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. that's what influences like a lot of just the like the buying and just the just ridiculous amount of spending on unnecessary items mm-hmm. yeah i think i mean Deshaun, you you i clearly watch gary v as much as <laughs> I <do>. so <laughs> you know i love the guy and like we as a culture like what we've done on like twitter and instagram is mm-hmm. amazing like it's it's not the best all the time but the type of influence we have on these social media mm-hmm. platforms is yeah. insane and you know gary would look probably look at all of us as a as a you know collective and say why aren't we the richest mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like just this is what he, what he talks about what he talks about um, in terms of you know, monetizing and building a brand, right? Like, we do that. And, like, for example, I don't know if you guys are aware, um, there was this, I have a friend who went to high school with me, um, Jordan Walker, he plays yeah. basketball, um, and he's part of mm-hmm. Jelly Fam, like this, you know, basketball thing, little group. And there's a lot of things, that's another thing, a lot of things comes out of the, comes out of the basketball culture, especially the New York mm-hmm. basketball culture. Um, but but what, why are they not able to grow into something bigger? And why was, I'm pretty sure there was some kind of controversy because Nike, like, came out with this jelly fam shoe mm-hmm. or something like that. So essentially making money off of their yeah. thing, right? Because they cannot um, you know, start anything or get any type of promotion or whatever, whatever, because if they're trying to play for the NCAA, I mean for individual and basketball, that's a conflict of interest. You can't have, you know, a business or you can't be sponsored or anything like that. So how like how do we get to a point where you know, what we're good at can act, we can actually use to make money because essentially what the, we're in an environment where we're not allowed yeah. to, right? A lot of things come from, I mean, even the filet movement, like that guy who sings, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, he's, based out of, he's based out like, of Bridgeport. You know, I think he actually, yeah. He yeah. Goes, yeah. He graduated yeah. from Bridgeport. Yeah. So like, you know, that type of stuff, like, I mean, he's, he, he graduated. So like, that was cool. So now he can like do his own thing. And he went to the all-star game. Like, that's yeah. amazing. But there are many other people who start things like this. Like Jelly Fam is something crazy. Like we talk, they talk about that in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But why isn't Jordan Walker making millions mm-hmm. off of that? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a problem. And the thing is, like what we're good at, we we either don't use it to our advantage in um, in regards to like social media. Some people are, but most people are not. Or we just can't use it to our mm-hmm. advantage. So it's this like we're gonna go through this. Uh, my prediction is we're gonna go through this shift. Um, and I guess the economy, you can say, where w- what we're good at, we're also owning. Because if you look at NFL, 
NBA. The ownership is not by us. We play, we, we make up most of the players, but we don't own anything. So we can't really, you know, do what we want per se. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but that's going to come from, like you said, these influencers, not only making it right, making this money and making that brand and just thinking that they're well off and then being done. It's going to take people like Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z and LeBron James to go and give back and, and realize that, yes, they've made it, but we haven't mm-hmm. made it, mm-hmm. right? I think it's going to take a lot of people like, like them to really take because, um, like, there's, it, it'll take longer for us to, as a, as a group, like, um, educate ourselves and then start these businesses and do this, like, over time, like, through inheritance yeah. and whatnot. But if we have this, like, lateral inheritance going on where LeBron James is 30-whatever – and he's able to pass something down to somebody right now who's 18 instead of waiting until he dies, that's going to really jumpstart this or accelerate um, our success mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a whole. I see what you're saying. So there, there just needs so, to be yeah. a lot more top-down support. There needs to be – right. Yeah, because, you know, you get the and, – and then especially I think what really is – which could be a, a good um, kind of snowball effect – is the support of Black Panther. Um, yeah. Because that was huge, give or take, um, the, the payout that the, uh, the actors and actresses got in that movie is not nearly as much as what they bring in or what they brought in. Um, mm-hmm. But that just goes to show, I think, that people are starting to get the idea of we have a massive amount of buying power. Yeah. Right. A massive right. amount. And so it, it becomes, especially in this age where you really don't need as much overhead anymore. You really don't need as much promotion anymore. Because you got to think about it. The whole mm-hmm. Black Panther promotion was through social media. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, we did that. Like, that's what I'm saying. We exactly. Did that. <laughs> you, we literally, like, we literally oh did that. We hyped it up so much. And, you know, people were yes. even, there was even a controversy on Twitter. And they were like, why are people hyping up, like, Black Panther so much? And it's because, you know, we're supporting each other. Like, this is the... This wasn't. This isn't the first time, but this is one of the mo- like most major times that we have fully supported something so genuine, so for the culture. Mm-hmm. And I, I people, I think people were taken back by it because they made so much money off of this movie, and they still are. Yeah. They, this movie was sold out for weeks, and it's yeah. like it just shows you how when we all come together, how powerful we really are. How we when we if we all come together, do we really have to be the minority? Do we have to label ourselves as that? Exactly, because we can be so much more than. Just a label, because when we come back, when we come together, we can overpower that. Exactly, and I think, especially from the perspective of, I just think there just needs to be a real shift in mentality and perspective mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. the minority community looks at itself and looks as 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 its power. Because you can even see, like, I don't know if you follow like CNN and stuff, and a lot of you know they have a lot of propaganda i think they push out of course but one of the things yeah. they were releasing which they said that russian hackers try to influence the election through um through organizations like black lives matter and things like that mm-hmm. so they were saying they had hackers send in and and try to promote propaganda through this through 
the minority community that social media output. And I, I, I was mm-hmm. just listening to a podcast today and somebody was talking about how they met with an exec and they were talking about how social media is, is changing the way democracy works and, and this and that. And with so much power, I, I just feel like we're, as a, especially as a community, we're really underestimating the value yes. of it and how yeah. we can really just transform ourselves from, um, you know, like, to, to it's, it's almost like we have like a crumb mentality almost. Mm-hmm. And not everyone, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a, uh, especially in the older generation, they have that like, you know, just, just get what you need or, exactly. or just work enough so yeah. you can live decent. You can take exactly. your two vacations. Yeah. It's not like the world yeah. is mine for the taking, especially with this shift in power. I think it just needs to be because especially because I know that's that's what you what you guys are aiming for is to reach mm-hmm. uh, the minority community. But especially that younger generation, I feel like there there has to be a way where there can be a transformation of mindset, because as soon as it changes, as soon as people really get it like, oh, like yeah. we can change this. Like mm-hmm. it's it's simple right. now. It's so much easier than it was before. Yeah. And I actually I actually want to quickly just say something, though. To that point, um, the problem is we don't have this. We don't have a sense of urgency. Mm. And what I what I think the reason is is that we thought that um, social equality was the only battle that we mm-hmm. were fighting, right? And so we got that, and now we feel this sense of this sense of entitlement where it's like, okay, we got this, you know, social equality thing down, and it's like, yeah, we won. So like, why isn't everything okay now? And it's like, okay there's nothing else to do, right? Because we thought that, that was the only battle. But there's this economic equality that we just completely mm-hmm. forgot about. And that's why we started our intro video with stats. Because, uh, I don't know I don't know if you watched the intro mm-hmm. video, but it said the first stat was that the um, average net worth of minority households is projected to be zero in, by 2050. Like, like zero. nothing. Like, <laughs> that bothers me. Like, like that's it's and that's why even in the last video I recorded just today, um, my part of I think I think the scams video, whatever. Um, I, I highlight I said that again because that's crazy. Yeah. Like, can you like and the the problem the real problem is what happens when things go wrong and you have zero dollars to your name as a mm-hmm. culture, like as in like let's say something really bad happens and you know it's every culture for themselves. What do we do with zero dollars? Exactly. You don't do anything. <laughs> like, you get exactly. suffocated. Like, they no suffocate <laughs> the community. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like that's when, when we realize how serious that is. And I think, you know, with this, I mean, the economy hasn't been doing well for the past, what, 12 years? Uh, yeah, basically. Years? Yeah. Since 08. So like, yeah, since, yeah, yeah. since that. So, you know, like we're due for a recession and Gary Vee, I know you watched mm-hmm. him. So he, you probably heard him say, talk about student exactly. loans and how that's going to implode. Um, yeah, like, so when, once that happens or whatever the next thing is and we get hit again, I wonder if that's what's going to really like wake us up and say, okay, we can't actually have a net worth. Like that's one tenth of like the average net worth of an individual in the U S like we just can't mm-hmm. because we can't survive. Like I really, I think of it as a life or death situation mm-hmm. because how, we're not living in the rainforest where we can just get, you know, food here, like mm-hmm. whatever. Right. We need mm-hmm. money, right? So if you're not taking this as seriously as to understand that we could die, <laughs> like, 
as a, as a as yeah, a race, no, it's, like, yeah, it's really it's serious. Yeah, like, like it's yeah. that, exactly. <laughs> but not many. The thing is, not many people know this, and not many people are aware of this. So they don't, right. like you said, they don't have a sense of urgency. They they think that they're just gonna yeah. keep going through life. They're going through the motions, and they never really stop to think like maybe maybe I should be saving for the future. Maybe I should. There should be something else. I should leave for my children and my generations. But they never think like that. They right. just think I'm gonna live for it in the moment. And whatever happens to my kids, they'll get through it because I did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that mentality, that brings us down so much. And I, I see it within my, my own family and within other families. It's just, it's not stressed enough to leave something for that next generation. It's not stressed enough to, to leave a legacy or anything. And, or even, it doesn't have to be currency, but to just leave something for the next generation to come. So you are not even to be remembered, but to just make sure that they will have a little bit of a head start because we they throw right. we throw our kids and our just the our the next um lines of families that we have into the same situations we we were in then yeah we and then yeah. we expect them to do better yeah and it's yeah. like how can I do better and you know I, my mom had told me the other day the um like the real definition of insanity and it's doing the same thing over again and expecting change and I feel like that's what that's what the minority community does we do the same thing over and over again and we expect ourselves to be as wealthy or as well known or as just successful and we can be but that's only for the people who have changed mm-hmm. who have mm-hmm. have who have inflicted change those who haven't yeah. we're going to be stuck in that situation forever you can have generations of yep. of homeless of a homeless family because nobody mm-hmm. ever thinks maybe i don't want to be homeless anymore maybe i yeah. should leave something yeah. for my next one so they're not homeless and we can build off of that yeah yeah it's just something to break the cycle I do think that's so prevalent in the community is it's just survival. It's like that's yeah. all like I, I feel like it's been such a stigma like that if you're not dead or in jail, like you've you've succeeded. Exactly. You've, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's such a poison mentality. But here's here's my opinion on something. I don't know if you guys are going to agree with this, but, I, you know, the, especially in the minority community, we fight so much for like social equality. In my opinion, I think we shouldn't bother with that and we should focus on building economic wealth. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't think we should focus on any anything social anymore because we've been doing it for a very long time. And and it's mm-hmm. there's so many loopholes and things to go around just so you can say, oh, I have equal rights as you. But now you're mm-hmm. just equally broke as the next person. <laughs> you know yeah i definitely i definitely yeah. agree i wouldn't say you well you did say shift the focus but i i think i would just we would lessen because you know like Jaron said we have we have come to they we have come to the social equality you know not fully there but we're definitely where we need to be so now it's time to shift our focus into a different a different uh field a different a perspective on life it's time to stop focusing on just can we be can we are we equal or can we actually I feel like if we are economically equal, then they'll then we can also be socially equal. And people are going to disagree with me with that one so badly. I know, but I well, go ahead. I mean that that statement has nothing yeah, to do with it. Yeah, so true. Like that. Yeah, like people. Like I mean, I, I think a lot. Of, the problem is more more minorities are Democrats than Republicans, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So they're less inclined to first of like understand. And also, um, and be in favor of like a capitalist mm-hmm. economy. So if they're just neglecting it, they're not going to understand that. Well, I'm not saying okay. 
they, they do understand, but like it's not as emphasized that okay, yeah, we need if you're gonna fight with like politicians, you have to realize also that where those politicians um like what they're saying is coming from their yeah, funders, exactly. right? Their their donors. So like if so like if the fight for social equality is through a political system that is funded, right, <laughs> then we need an economic equality first, mm-hmm. right? So I think there I mean people could disagree, but that's yeah. facts. Yeah. Like even with the whole NRA mm-hmm. thing, that kid that kid pressed um Rubio, yeah. right? On stage. And it's like, yeah, Rubio's gonna say whatever the NRA is telling him to say, or else he's not getting mm-hmm. right. So if we are creating this wealth, then we can make sure that our policy we can pay them more than the NRA. Yep. And then make sure that, you know, guns are, you know, you can't buy until you're twenty eight. Like I don't like I yeah. don't know, but we need to understand that in 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 the US at least, we need yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I and so long story short, I agree with, with, with what she said, mm-hmm. Deshaun. And I mean obviously you mm-hmm. Indiana. Um and it's like I do believe that we need to shift this focus yeah. and really understand that we've come to a point where I can walk in where I can open a, a bank account, um oh sorry, an investing account and not like as a black man, right? I, I don't ha- I'm not not allowed to open a bank a bank account or an investment mm-hmm. account. And I'm not not allowed to buy a house. I'm I'm not prevented from going to mm-hmm. college. I'm not prevented from um investing in a private co- like we have done enough such that I can now take at least take part in the country. Exactly. Maybe some things are skewed. Maybe it'll take me, you know, five years to get a million dollars of funding for my startup. But I think that we've gotten to a point where for me at least I, this is all I need. I just needed to be able to walk into the same room as another, as a white person. And now I'm going to show that I'm mm-hmm. capable, you know? And it's like, I could fight for that last, like, 20% in mm-hmm. quality, right? But I'd rather start building something and, and like, you know, going after this economic equality. Yeah, exactly. I think... Because I feel like going after the... Sorry, just going after the economic equality will, like, fill that last 20%. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the same. I think it's it's just we limit ourselves so much to what we're actually capable of and we try to hide behind those those limits that we have those barriers that we created for ourselves but in actuality those barriers are starting to come down and we see it every more and more every day there are so many there's so many there's so much more there's so many more ways to make money and Mm -hmm. so many creative ways to finally do what you want like doing what you want and doing what you love and making money from it isn't a dream anymore you can make that your reality but I feel like we're so there you I, yeah. I feel like it's we're so <laughs> reluctant to do so because we're still stuck in this in this mindset. Again, we have to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> to it's, bring it back, to circle it back. It's just in so, and I just see it in so many other cultures. Like you can even think like uh, I know like in the past the Italian community was looked down in different other affluent white communities say by like somebody Jewish or Greek or something like that. Exactly. But now you don't mm-hmm. see that difference anymore. And the same thing with Chinese and Japanese. The Chinese were kind of looked mm-hmm. down as more um, like uncivilized, but now due to right. their economic growth, they're dominant. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And people it's, don't, we just, I don't know what it is. We just don't want to be, we see all this, we know all this, but only a select few like actually want to act on this. Yeah, because yeah. it's such an a, a, it's really a simple thing to apply it if you think about it, especially because of the long term benefits. I think a, a lot of mm-hmm. time people, especially in our community, they don't have a long term vision. But yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Especially since all the cards are in our favor now. I feel like people are trying to fight to get like everything right as far as like, yeah. the social, you know, how the stigma of it. But at the right. same time, we're in a position now, and some people may disagree with this, where the 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 way pop culture is and, and the way the public view is is now seen, we're almost given the benefit of doubt in certain areas. There's, there's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say there's a huge, there's a huge positive reinforcement mm-hmm. and support in black entrepreneurship and support in mm-hmm. black businesses and just in support in minorities in general. I feel like that's huge yeah. in pop culture now. And I feel like instead yeah. of, this is you know going to sound crazy, instead of using that platform to push social issues, I think it should just go full 180 and push full economic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, I 100%. And, like, just to give you uh, one experience with that, uh, I recently read that Google actually got sued because there was, I mean, I think it was, like, from a past recruiter because apparently they actually stopped hiring white engineers at one point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, they literally said, we need more black people. We need more Latino people, like Latino, Latino people. Like we need more of these non-basic engineers here. So we're just going to stop doing that and focus on this. Like, wh- like mm-hmm. that's amazing. So wh- can we get, you know, a bunch of like a hundred kids from the hood to go, you know, learn how to code real quick and get them into Google. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we are just at this point where people are begging for us in, in, in their companies to just participate because maybe it's, and maybe it's not genuine. But let's take advantage of it because maybe maybe they don't want us to be there making whatever six figure a salary. But let's go get that six figure salary and do something. Yeah, with it. Mm-hmm. because th- because at least at a social level, it looks good and people are doing it. So let's take advantage. Exactly. Of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like people people are, you know, and people would say like, oh, that's just a handout. But. That's what I'll take it. I'll, yeah, take, it. I'll, take, it. I'll take a handout. <laughs> that's that's what protesting is. Protesting is a handout. It's like I'm gonna protest peacefully, and maybe you can hand me some freedom. That's, you know, right. that's what it is. And I feel like when it yeah. comes to economics or when it comes to money, it's like there's such a pride in the minority community yes. that they won't they won't just step on the ladder. Like they won't extend their hand and just use that to help so many other people. If you're on. And you're making a multi six figure income and you're an engineer, especially like a, you know, an IT engineer, especially at this day and age, you can do so much. If you were to mentor 10 or 20 people that you can, you can have such a huge impact, but I feel like there's nobody, but I feel like another thing too, there's not really many leaders in the black community. There's, I, I really don't know, especially from a business point of view i mean you could say obama but but since obama was president he's kind of out of reach for the average you know black person yeah or, or minority mm-hmm. person in general um but there yeah. really isn't too much i mean you have oprah but oprah is just she again she's just too much she's like you okay you can compare like oh oprah did it but oprah's oprah like yeah there's not a lot you think about when you think about it sorry to cut you off but when no, you think about it you know you guys you guys talk about Gary Vaynerchuk and you guys talk about Elon Musk <laughs> yeah and Jeff Bezos and you see all these men but what what what's I, I hate to say it but what's the color of their skin because mm-hmm. they but they at the same time what they do is attainable 
it, it may be a stretch, but it's attainable. And there are so many, there's so mm-hmm. many people below them that are still attainable and are Caucasian. And it's like, we can, we need those people. We need those people who we need the tears that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. We want to, if you want to go mm-hmm. as far as being Elon Musk and just changing the world, you can do that. If you want to be Jeff Bezos, you can do that too. But we need our own yeah. versions of those people. And I feel like if it, it just like in, in layman term, like when you Google, you have to go out of your way to Google like black entrepreneurs. But when you, if you, I ask you about for a white entrepreneur, I can guarantee you can have three in your head right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel yeah. like that's why I just feel like we can, we should have to change. We should change that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, and the other thing, like when, to go back to what Sam said about uh, uh, leaders, right? My whole thing with this, with our leaders and our influencers is that we have them, but they're just leading us in the wrong direction. Like, why? Like, and, and it's sad because our leaders are in the entertainment exactly. industry. And in the entertainment industry, it's all about this, like, lifestyle, lavish living thing mm-hmm. that uh, your followers cannot attain. And the thing is, like, and... Like just to cl- just to clear the air, like I have no- nothing against any other culture, right? I ad- I admire any entrepreneur, any person, um, regardless of who they are, where their what their background mm-hmm. is. But you have in other cultures, what the who these kids are looking up to are not people with fifty chains. Yes. You That's- know what I'm saying? Like you have you have a a young sixteen year old boy growing up in wherever, looking up to. I mean, regardless of what. Um, you know, these rappers are doing outside, like if they're giving back, whatever, I don't really care. <laughs> I still, I don't care how much money they give back. If they're still going to go out every, every day and wear 10 chains and like Gucci this, Gucci that, and then the 16 year old with $500 to his name is going to use that $500 to buy Gucci slides when they probably got it for free. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I don't care how much money you're giving back. You, you need to understand your responsibility and who's watching because Right now, it's not like we can choose who we look up to. We only can look at uh, the entertainment yeah. world. We can, that's all, all we have. And that's what, I, that's what I meant when I said they, they, don't, they know their impact, but they, they don't realize how big of an impact they do really have. Like, and that's why mm-hmm. you, when you say celebrities, it's, just, it's only celebrities in the entertainment business because that's the only people they look up to. And that's what they see. Like you said, it's just, it's such a, it's, I'm sorry. I just, it just gets me so angry just to think about it because it's, it's yeah, so yeah. hard to, to just it's yeah, it's so frustrating to know that there there really will be a kid out there who's gonna spend his last five hundred dollars, who's working so hard just to buy a Gucci belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when that Gucci belt will do nothing for you, it'll yeah. do nothing for you. You'll have a you'll it'll it's like what we talk about on our on our uh, most recent post, not most recent, our second most recent post, instant gratification. It feels good in the moment, and then after you realize that it does not. Sometimes some people don't realize because they'll wear it again. Again, you feel good in the moment, mm-hmm. but it's only in yeah. that moment. After a while, it's that that whole you wear it two or three times. Everyone knows you have a Gucci belt, so now everyone's over it. Right. Like, yeah. It's no longer a Gucci belt; it's just your belt. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I definitely. Think, yeah, go go ahead. Ahead. You can finish. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I definitely just we just need this new age of role models. And like Deshaun, I love what you're doing with this. This is yeah. amazing. Thank and you. I, I, and I also love the fact that you're following Gary V because he's gonna turn into <laughs> <Gary> <laughs> uh, Um But yeah, like I'm 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 what, I'm what Peter Thiel would call um, an indefinite optimist. I really don't under like don't know how we're gonna get there, but I'm confident that with little things like what you're doing, what Leanne and I are doing, um collect like 
over time, this like aggregate um, effort is going to pay off. And I just, I'm very confident in that, but I also realize where we are now and how far we have to yeah. go. But we just need this new age of role models. That's my biggest thing. We need this new age of role models that can influence our youth. Absolutely. In a positive Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably crucial. The most important leading up to, which I think would be, uh, I think we're coming on uh, probably in the next three or four years. We're probably going to enter a stage. I'm, I'm going to coin it right now. We're going to see if I'm right. I'm going to try to do some predicting. I think we're going <laughs> okay. to come into a black economic revolution for sure mm-hmm. in the next three mm-hmm. or four years. And I think mm-hmm. the only way that's going to happen is there has to be a spike in minority leadership. Absolutely. There's no other way. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Hands down. Yeah, 100%. I, I would I would hope it's in the next three or four yeah, years. Yeah, I think I honestly I might think three or four years is a little too short. We might need a little more time, but we're I, trying our best. We're trying our best. I think I think we can I think it's it's coming on. There's like I feel like there's a phase or there's just there's just an energy that's that's especially yeah. been building up in the black community, especially with social media. Yeah. They their their eyes are opening up to so many different sources. And and mm-hmm. and I feel like Gary Vee is doing something huge for the community because right. he he's he's a huge impact on urban and, and there's a lot of people who right, look right. up to him in that area. So now we're they're gonna start right. seeing it like, okay, like I can I can I can do stuff too. Like I can create content, I can document, I can, you know, I'm starting to see trends like and they can start developing sort of their strengths. And I feel like right. with just in a year or two, more people are going to come up. There's going to be also people producing great contents, maybe building mm-hmm. some apps. I think a lot of what the community needs to do is build apps and flip those to larger mm-hmm. companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll get that mm-hmm. longer-term benefit. But with that, that income, like what's app sold for, what, $25 billion? With that type of income, <laughs> yeah. the black community, I mean, you, you really have to think about it, it, there needs to be an urgency on on generating income to kind of give us an advantage with yeah. this before you know the recession and, and everything like that right. just kind of right, right. pushes us back a decade. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Well, I hope it's soon, but I definitely think it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah, and it's like it's like <laughs> once you once you know, and like once your eyes have been open to it, there's no going back. Like you're just like constantly yeah. worried about this, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Every day, <laughs> it's like a thing that like you're gonna be enjoying your day. And it's like in your back of your mind, like what's going on with my community? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I mean even looking at um just a quick side note, like what LeBron James is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, with his foundation, like, you know, paying for, what is it? It's like some large, oh, it's like $41 million. How, however many students that equates to mm. every year, free tuition every year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're getting these people who are, you know, earning a lot of money. Like it's great. He has like, you know, houses he spend, you know, he spends um, money on vacations or cars or whatever. Like that's cool. But a lot of his money goes towards influencing the culture. Oh, definitely. And it's like amazing. Yeah. And it's and that's that's what we that type of leadership. One, I'm actually um, ready or looking forward, anticipating when he retires, mm-hmm. 
because he's going to take us to the next mm-hmm. century. I him him and Jay Z like they're gonna take us in. The, I ho- and I hope I can work. With that would be amazing. But, <laughs> <One day speaking laughs> to but yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're really gonna take us forward because even what Jay Z is doing. Because he even Jay Z in the interview he was saying he does like Rock Nation and Rock Nation Sports and like he manages these athletes and entertainers. But he said it's more so a financial advising company than a than an agency. And I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. So the work that they're doing is just great. And I think we'll see those returns in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, I don't want to take up too much of your guys Friday night. Uh, was there anything you guys wanted to add before we, you know, clock out? Uh, Let's make financial freedom our reality. Our reality. I was Um, about to say that too. No, I just, I think this is a great conversation. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely glad you guys can be a part of it. This is the first actual podcast I did. So this is awesome. I'm glad you guys are here. (laughs) Some really great content. Can't wait for uh, people to actually get a good listen to this because I think this could be extremely beneficial to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, this would be really cool. To a lot of people. This would be really so, cool. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being Thanks on. So just... Thanks for having Thank <laughs> you for course. having us. Of course. You're welcome. Have a good right. night, guys. You as well. All Bye-bye. right. You too.